It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Well, folks, it's been one preseason game, and I'm happy to announce that Jamison Reese and Jack Drury are going to be the next Gretzky and Messier combo. Yeah, that's old news. Yeah. We've been trying to tell people. They just don't listen to us. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Tracking the Storm podcast. I'm happy to announce that all three of us are back in action this week. My name is Brandon. That's Matt and Alex. And we have real, actual hockey to talk about. It's preseason, but it's hockey nonetheless. Guys are wearing hurricane sweaters and they're out there. And, you know, a lot of them that have been playing already in the one game we have seen so far are actually going to be on the team. Um, And a few other hopefuls. And uh, we'll get into that in just a few minutes. But before we get into anything else, let's take a moment and hear a quick word from DraftKings. Week three of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up because you won't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any game this week to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. A minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is going to be a, probably a pretty short episode. Uh, you know, we've kind of missed all recording together the last few weeks because our schedules have been so crazy, and it's really no different this week. I'm about to head to work, and... I know these guys have other stuff going on as well, so probably only about 30 minutes tonight. But um, let's jump right into the hockey. Um, we saw a pretty damn complete effort from uh, the Hurricanes the other night against Tampa Bay. Uh, it definitely wasn't Tampa Bay's A-list roster, but it wasn't the Hurricanes either. And I know exactly where I'm going to go, and I'm sure most of our listeners do. If you've heard me talk before, you know who I'm going to talk about. With uh, the, the entirety of this episode is just going to be Brandon raving about Jameis <laughs> Reese. You, you could <sighs> probably so. I'm going to try to keep it. Is, this is your moment. <laughs> this is my moment. Hey, I feel very validated. But I mean, I mean, let's just be real. Like this is the kind of thing. All the things we saw from him the other night are why I've been so high on him as a prospect. 
um, since the Hurricanes drafted him and I really started watching him. I mean, he's just the hardest working kid on the ice. The compete level is there every single second of every single shift. And it's not like he's just, you know, Brock McGinn or some of these other like less skilled guys that the Hurricanes have, you know, put in their top six over the years. Like this guy's legitimately skilled too. And we saw that on that assist to Jack Drury where the evasiveness to deke around one player delayed at the top of the circle, waited a second and then just hit Drury with a perfect backdoor pass through the seam. Um, This kid's like really, really good. That's all I'm going to say. I'll let you guys uh, go into who you guys are hyped about after the other. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to be a real pain in the ass to play against. I've, I've started comparing him a little to Paul Byron, like prime Paul Byron from, from the Canadians, just that size, speed, just pestiness to play against. And I mean, I, I like Brock McGinn even as a comparable, but a Brock McGinn that has legitimate skill and hockey sense. Um, you know, he's, he's really got the whole package. He's a guy that can go up and down the lineup and, you just know Broad Brindamore is absolutely going to love a guy like that when he gets to the league full time. So, Alex, I understand the Paul Byron comp. I'm going to aim a little higher and say that Jamison Reese, especially from the agitation standpoint, could be like a Martian level agitator, given how good he is and how much of a pain in the ass he is to play against. That's just my opinion. I th- I don't want to like get expectations too high, but it's like. Part of the reason why I think player in the NHL. No, but like he's probably at least a 40 point guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think he could definitely get up to 50, 60 in his his prime. Absolutely. Yeah. My my comparable for him used to be Nazem Kadri just because it's like the overall play style. I just, I don't think he'll score 30 the way Kadri did. Right. He's more of a playmaker than a scorer. Sure. But I mean, think about it though. Like why, why do these guys generate so much hate around the league? Is it because is it because they're a pain in the ass or is it because they're good? You know, while being a pain. Well, it's it's (laughs) exactly. I mean, yeah, it's both guys that you just hate to play against. Right, and it's like there's no there's a reason why people didn't hate Chad LaRose, right? He was a pain in the ass to play against, but he also wasn't good. (laughs) So, Chad, if you're listening to this, Chad uh, LaRose, God damn. We'll we'll talk. (laughs) Glory days, first line, Chad LaRose. All right. I just had to get that in because I was talking with somebody last night and I was like, man, like I really do, or two nights ago, uh, I was just like, man, I really do see just a little bit of Marchand in his game, you know, just the way that he's always getting under somebody's skin. And I love it. That's what we need. Yeah. I think the first question, too, for Rob Brendamore in the postgame presser, I think it might have been Andrew Schnicker, um, was about Jameson Reese and like, you know, just what he'd like to see from him. And, you know, Brendan Moore is not one to pump the, pump the tires on a guy, especially a young kid. And he definitely had a lot of good things to say about him. Just talking about how aggressive he was and how much thing, how many positive things he saw out of Jamison Reese. And there's no room on the team. That's the only problem. But I legitimately think this kid is just about NHL ready. I, yeah, I think I mean, he's been most this year in Chicago he probably will get a call up at some point for his NHL debut. You guys are going to have to hold me down on that day. I'm going to be, <laughs> but well, um, man, at, th- at this point, it's almost like you, you need to make room for this kid because I mean, this guy, he, he brings a dynamic that you just don't have anywhere in your forward group. I mean, you could say all you want that Vincent Trocek kind of provides the same kind of um, presence that he does, but I don't think he's nearly as much of an agitator as Reese. Um, and, you know, Jordan Martinook and, and Jesper Foss, your bottom six guys, they, they just they don't have this dynamic that Reese has. So he 
he really brings something that you just don't have anywhere in your forward group. And this kid looks like he's ready to play at this level. Um, you know, obviously there's no downside to letting him season a little more in the AHL, but I mean, this guy might be really ready to help your team now. And like I said, really bring something that you just don't have anywhere in your group. So uh, even if he doesn't start the year with the team, I have a feeling that this is going to be a situation where as soon as this kid gets called up, he's going to be sticking around and yeah. he, he won't be going back to Chicago. Yeah, that's totally fair. And, and in fairness, again, it wasn't Tampa Bay's A squad. Tomorrow night is going to be pretty telling because he's yeah. back in the lineup again, which that's another thing. We see Drury, Suzuki, and Reese are all back in the lineup a second time. It's early in the preseason, so you can't Selgren too. into that. Selgren too. But sometimes that does actually mean a lot when, you know, these guys are playing almost every day. Who was it last year that um, there was some player last year in preseason that played like almost every single game. And it was kind of like, they really want to get a look at him. I can't remember who it was at this point, but um, it was Gautier two years ago. Okay. We didn't have preseason last year. So it was two years ago now. You're right. Um, Yeah. Remember Gautier. And Lorenz. It was Gautier and Lorenz, I think. Maybe, but they both had really good preseasons. And they kept putting him in the lineup because they wanted to get more eyes on him. So we'll see as the preseason progresses if that continues to be a trend. We only have four games this year, so it's you know going to be a little bit tougher to tell. But um, tomorrow night against Tampa Bay's, you know, more closer to normal roster, it's going to be telling. Especially if you know if they continue to play at that level, maybe they do start to make things interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, you have spaces open in the lineup. I don't think anybody in um, the bottom six, save for, you know, Jordan Stahl is safe, right? Like, yeah, you've, you've got some veterans. Martin Nook has a permanent place on this roster at this point. Um, but you take a look and you, if Jack Drury is going to play better, Jamison Reese or, you know, even Ryan Suzuki, I can throw him in there. Um, if they outplay you know, a Steven Lorenz, a Josh Levo, Jordan Martinuk. I mean, it's possible that we see them at least for a couple of games at some point this season, you know? Yeah. And while we're on that note, I'd like to point out that uh, I talked to Lorenz the other night and, um, you know, I asked, you know, well, Suzuki looked good out there. So clearly, you know, it wasn't your cooking. And he was like, yeah, if he looks good again, he's never allowed to complain. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. So, uh, <laughs> You know, a little little uh, throwback to the podcast that Stephen Lawrence is cooking. If Suzuki makes the NHL this year, uh, somebody's got to have to write an article about why Stephen Lawrence is cooking is the reason. Yeah, I thought Lawrence had a pretty good game. He had some jump the other night. Um, but who else? I mean, you know, while we're on the subject of Drury, Suzuki, these other guys, what do you guys see out of them? You know what? One player who really stood out to me, um, I was really, really impressed with Jesper Selgren. Same. I was, um, he was going to be my pick. Yeah. I mean, my God, like this kid is just so mobile and he's, 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 he's just, very he's, composed. I mean, for a guy who is, who's as small as he is, it, it's almost surprising that he can defend as well as he does. I mean, he's, he's just such a smart player. He knows where to be. His positioning is good. I mean, he knows how to use all the gaps. I mean, and he's just so mobile. I mean, he's I was really impressed with him. He's just in the right spot. You know, Pellick's probably mm-hmm. one yeah. of the best defensemen in the league at doing that and just getting in the way of people. But Selgren kind of gives me those same vibes. Even Slavin, you know, just positioning, having the stick in the way to annoy the hell out of the other team, and just blocking lanes. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that he's earned so many coaching staff's trust that, you know, he's, he's been a regular international for Sweden. Um, 
he worked his way all the way up to the first pairing in the Swedish league. And he's finally coming over here. I mean, you saw how he helped um, Charlotte down the stretch uh, in their 2019 Calder cup run. I mean, this guy, he's just earned the, the trust of a lot of coaching staffs. He's going to be in the lineup again tomorrow night. So obviously they want to have another look at him. Uh, I just thought he really jumped off the ice to me. I could believe um, one guy in my comment section on Twitter said uh, when I, when I noted, you know, how impressive I thought Selgren played, he said, yeah, you know, Selgren was okay, but I think he needs to work on his skating. And I was just like, what the hell were you watching? No, like he's that's... just so fluid and mobile. And I mean, not, not only him, but um, Joey Keene as well. I thought Joey Keene was really skater, moving man. around well. Um, oh, yeah. And like, like, let's be honest here. I don't think these guys are ever really going to be positive offensive creators or anything like that at the NHL level. They might just be third pair guys down the road, but I mean, they, they just give you a lot of options as far as depth. And, you know, you know, now that you have, even with Max Lajoie and Jelena was, he was, I wasn't really impressed with him the other night, but you've got real depth um, throughout your system. And, you know, in in case of injury or, you know, ineffective play or whatever the case, you know, you have some guys um, just, just down the street in Chicago that are ready to come up and probably jump right in your lineup. I like Lajoie in the offensive zone a lot the other night. He seemed to be, kind of in the same mold as Tony D'Angelo. Uh, moving really well without the puck. Um, his puck movement was just good to me, especially in the offensive zone, I thought. Um, but yeah, Selbrin, as a whole. Yeah, Selbrin's a guy that I just think you could plug on your third pairing. I've said this a couple times before. Like, he's just better suited for that role than, say, a Jake Bean because very little risk. Of course, not a ton of reward offensively and such, but he's just a solid defenseman, man. And I really think he could step into your third pairing and you'd barely notice him in a positive way just because he'd keep things flowing. He'd keep things going in offense or towards the offensive end of the ice. Yeah. For most defensemen um, that aren't like pure offensive defensemen, their job is to not be noticed, I right. think. Exactly. Um, now, players like Slavin and Pesci get noticed because they make like crazy <laughs> defensive plays. Right. So, you know, like, there's something to be said about the fact that I didn't notice Ian Cole once on Tuesday night, and that's a it damn good bombing thing. Bombing slap shots. Yeah. He really? I, so we were actually kind of busy for a preseason game, so I didn't get to see like a ton of the game. Um, I will say I'm a little surprised that Eric Jelena is still playing. Uh, he did not have a very good game on, on Tuesday night. Um, in fact, I'd say it was pretty bad. He was making a lot of turnovers, but – He's paired up with Jesper Selgren, and when Selgren, a guy that's, you know, I think 23, maybe, is out playing, you know, a guy seven years older than him, I mean, that says something about Selgren right there, you know? Or it says something about Jelena. Yeah, but I mean, (laughs) Selgren has also, I mean, like Jelena, has been, you know, a top pairing defenseman in Sweden. I just think that Selgren's better. But, um, yeah, Drury stood out. I mean, I I was hoping to see a little more from him than I got to see in the prospects tournament. I I don't think that it was through any fault of his own. I just think that when you play with Dominic Bach, you are not the center of attention and you're not going to get the puck all that much because Bach likes to hold on to it and he turns the puck over a lot. And honestly, I wasn't sold on David Cotton at the tournament either. So like, I'm happy that Drury got a chance to kind of showcase. I mean, hell he was what nine and O on the face-off circle. He, he 10, had a huge 10 block. For 10 for 15. Oh, okay. 67%. Like very, the hurricanes as a whole. Yeah. I mean, that's like a, that's like a Rod Brindamore level 
they like, won over 70 percent of their draws i think it was like 41 to 18 something like that. yeah it was it was something insane i looked at it after after the second period and i was like damn yeah but um drury also had a huge block uh obviously you're up by two with i think the shot came with like five seconds left in regulation but sacrificing the body like that even when you know you win like that's huge right that's that's the exact mentality that we want um so I'm interested to see how Drury looks against a more um, veteran squad, I guess. Um, but as of right now, I was impressed. I think that, you know, the Canes, gone are the times where, you know, the young guys don't have a prayer of making the team, right? You know, where, where you're, instead of being excited about what Drayson Bowman can do in like his <laughs> fifth year as a prospect, right? Um you're looking at oh hey Jack Drury like could make the team this year like it's there there's a non-zero chance that a prospect makes the team or at least sees meaningful like should, NHL games. If you look exactly the league, how how many teams would Jack Drury make right now a lot he, he I, I would say there's a 10. good number yeah a, a good number of them even Jameson Reese um, oh, look at Seattle. He'd make Seattle's roster. Oh, my line. God. I mean, we, we <laughs> love working geeks line. around here, but he's playing as their second-line center. Like, Ugh. I don't know, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and that's why this is such an exciting time, man. I mean, we've been yeah. talking about these prospects for years, and, like, it's getting close for so many of them. Jarvis, Drury, Reese, maybe Dominic Bach. He's not been great. but I, I, don't, I don't know, man. The thing, the light could turn on for him over the next couple of years. You never know. With a player with his shot and offensive ability, sometimes it just clicks eventually. But yeah. I, I am not very high on him at this point. Anyway, um, anyway, what I'm saying is there's so many guys that are starting to push towards the NHL level. In the next probably two years, we're going to see, God, a lot of debuts. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, man. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a few this season. Oh, we will. Like, I if think there's an injury, oh, sure. I think I think we call up the Utes. Yep. Yep. Instead or, of, or, or sorry my for boy, my Southern listeners, my, my boy, Utes. Um, Utes. legend, Utes. Stephen Nason, who Nason was, was really well. good the other night. Yeah, yeah he, he was, was fun. Really, really yeah. effective. And you know he he's just he, he can play at the NHL level. He's, he's playing with Drew and Reese, right? He so. can skate. He's heavy. I mean, yeah. But, Not kidding, you, know, you know, actually yeah. circling back um, a little here, because I actually wanted to bring up Dominic Fox. I'm kind of glad you guys started talking about him. Um, you know, I thought the other night, um, Tuesday night, there was a great opportunity for him to, to kind of showcase himself. I mean, he's in the mix with all the other prospects there. And I'm going to be honest, man. I thought he was Trouble. invisible. Like yeah. he. I, he had a few uh, moments that were okay, but again, right. a lot he of had one bat check that was really good too. A lot of his issues are if he doesn't have the puck on his stick, he's just he's he just kind of disappears. And even yeah. when he has the puck on his stick, that's been part of the struggle. Is he doesn't quite know when to get rid of it yet. I, I didn't really watch the third period, but like the first two periods, um, I was looking everywhere for Bach, and he just I couldn't find him out there. Um, I was actually very disappointed with his play. And uh, I, I think he's a lot further than some people might think. Yeah, he, he's definitely yeah. years away from the NHL at this point. But still, he's a guy that you want to be patient with. Because even when he was drafted, he was very raw. The offensive package, gotcha. Working it in every That's like my new <laughs> The ridiculous day. package. Yeah. Um, it's there. You know, the shot, <laughs> the ability to find open ice, sometimes anyway. Um 
they will find a spot for you in the NHL if you can find a way to use those things. But he's still learning how to put himself in position to use what he has. So he really came on strong down the stretch in Chicago. Um, I'm hoping this is just kind of, you know, he's just having a bad stretch right now. You know, he's just kind of not in growing pains after the off season. Yeah. And uh, hopefully when he gets back to Chicago this year, he, you know, turns it back on and we can um, start to see some of those tools that he has start to show through again. I'm not ready to give up on him as a prospect by any stretch of the imagination because the upside is still definitely impressive. But uh, yeah. yeah, right now he's definitely not, he's not had a good preseason. I mean, he can score, but I, I- at this point, it's like, you know, what else can he do? And that's what I think that's what we need to figure out. Right. Yeah. Cause when he, when he was drafted, um, you heard about how Bach was like this dynamic player with the puck on his stick. I haven't seen that yet. And there's, there's a good chance that I do, but um, you know, we just haven't yet. And I, th- I think part of it is growing pains. Part of it's also the fact that Bach hasn't, when he's played, he hasn't played much. So yeah. maybe that's the case, but he looks timid a little bit. So probably yeah. can we talk about how different of a player Ryan Suzuki is now though? Yeah. Yeah. Suzuki is a little mean. A little I like pesky. It. Yeah. Yeah. He's got some Jameson Reese in it. Doesn't he? I think <laughs> that he just, a little. I, I don't know. I don't want to like, I mean, I guess this isn't really speculation, but I definitely think he's seen what's worked for his brother and been like, okay, I need to start playing like this if I want to be successful. Yeah. And if that's true, I mean, more power to him. If he just figured it out on his own, then, I mean, he's going to go miles beyond what we think he can, right? Um, I think Suzuki looks a lot stronger along the boards He's not timid. He'll take the puck to the center of the ice now, which as a center, you should do. Yeah. And man, I'm just excited. I don't think he makes the team this year. In fact, I'm like pretty confident that he doesn't, but I'm excited to see what he can do in the AHL this year. A lot of people in the Canes country comments were like, Oh, points. Who cares that he's gotten two way. I'm like, have you seen Rod Brindamore and every (laughs) other prospect that hasn't worked on him? What's the one common theme with every prospect that hasn't failed under that's failed under Brenda Moore? One more player. Yep. One dimensional. Yep. There's a reason Julian Gauthier is barely a fourth line player for the New York Rangers of all teams. Yeah. Dude doesn't play defense and quite frankly, he can't. Right. So yeah, Suzuki was, he was initiating a lot of contact. Like he just plays hard. He plays very, very hard now and he's not a, doesn't back down from anybody. After the whistle, I saw him mixing it up with – or remember – uh, Ross s- Colton. Uh, it was Walcott, too, I think. Okay. It might have been a different – Or maybe that was he Drury. Was, he was getting after it. It was him and, I think, Reese, too. or so, There was yeah. another – it might have been Drury. It was Drury, actually. Him and Drury yeah. both were mixing it up with Ross Colton after the uh, whistle. And Ross Colton's a tough dude. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I like what I'm seeing from Suzuki. I think it bodes well for his future. And um, while we're on the topic of prospects, I'm trying to get it all in because I got to go pretty soon. A few folks, um, I'm hopping on the Dauber Prospects radio podcast. Check that out. Very nice. When that, whenever this comes out. Um, man, I'm getting really tired of making up excuses for Patrick Pistola, And I'm just going to oh, say man. it. Yeah, I, want, I wanted yeah. to bring this up too. I'm two seconds away from writing this man off as a prospect. 
because he hasn't done a single thing in three years to earn a spot higher up in the lineup in the Liga. After his draft year, you know, he, he was on a team where the coach admittedly doesn't, you know, play U20 skaters. So, and he showed fine in his first loan and he, he started off really hot in his second loan and then did nothing from there on out. Um, the following year, he signs a contract with one of the Liga's worst teams has a third line role but does nothing with it and in fact i think he might have actually made his line worse i i don't see i haven't seen anything from Pristola now to convince me that he's he's got it and that's a concern because 2 years after his draft year we're talking like man this guy's barely able to crack in liga he just got cut from one of the Liga's worst teams again this year and signed with, again, one of the Liga's worst teams. So he doesn't upgrade. If he stays where he's at in in terms of ice time, he's just not going to grow and he's going to be a depth forward forever. I totally get why the Canes selected him, and I'm glad they didn't pick him in the first round like people yeah. wanted them to. Oh my Huisola God, has high-end skill, right? But he can't. He, his skating strides a little wonky. Every other aspect of his game is a flaw. Yeah. Like you can find flaws in it. I'll say that's, that's a little nicer. So these are the types of kids that you take a chance on. Cause he's got the high end puck skills. He's got a great shot. He can finish chances. He's pretty good passer. And there are some aspects of his game that you can mold, including his size. But he hasn't put it together. Now he's got two years to do so still, including this season. So there's a chance. But, man, I am just – I'm not uh, overly optimistic, I would say, about yeah, he's got to turn it around designs. in a hurry. It's, yeah. just, it's just so weird because it was like after he did so well at the 2019 World Juniors, I'm pretty sure he led that Finnish team in scoring as an 18-year-old. Yeah. After that tournament – it just kind of all went off the rails for him. And since then it's just been a massive downward spiral. And you know, I'm no, not he doesn't even make uh, last year's team. I know he got cut a year later. Imagine going from being there. He wasn't even invited in cut. <laughs> like what a fall from grace. And man, like, I'm really glad you brought this up because I actually tweeted about him earlier um, in the week and just said, you know, I'm getting a little worried about him because from what I've seen, he hasn't fixed his stride at all. So uh, I'm not at this point, we got to wonder if it will be fixed. He doesn't have that top end speed. I'm not even sure if he has NHL speed, to be honest with you. And then you combine, you combine that with the fact that he's light and he plays light. Yeah. He's just, there's, there's nothing physical to his game at all. Um, and, you know, with the lack of speed, with the lack of any kind of physical element to his game, um, it's just really hard to see him fitting in, um, in, in Rod Brindamore's system. And, you know, he, he's got all kinds of work to do to even get to the point where he'd have a chance to fit into a Rod Brindamore system. And then Absolutely. you have the whole point of his game is just not suited um, for what the Hurricanes covet and look for. And, you know, as you said, it's been 
good two years now, almost three. Actually, I think it has been three years. Drafted what, 2018, 2019? 2019. 2019. So this is this is he's entering so yeah, his this draft is his third plus year. Three year. Yeah. And he's arguably regressed from where he was when they selected him. Like I I, I haven't seen any positive, any real forward strides at all. Um it's been I would just think he's forward, the same prospect, which is yeah. yeah, not not good. Yeah, it's Again, just, you it's never really, really disappointing. It definitely is. But I mean, still, you never really know when the light comes on for a prospect, but it needs to be this year or next year. Absolutely. He's probably done as a prospect. And and a a lot of the things that are a concern with him, I don't know if they're fixable. Like, yeah, skating is that much better at. Um, And, and, you know, I've I've compared well, not really compared, but I've said before that Joey Keene's stride was always a little off to me. But now when I see him skate, it looks so much cleaner. And he's always been a great skater, though. Like, even when he had a strange stride to me with a little bit of a hitch in it, he was still a good skater. And now he's cleaned it up, and he seems like an even better skater. Now, that's so, what I thought about Hayden Flurry when he was first drafted. This isn't a dig at him either. I was just like – He's a good skater. Yeah, he was but, fast and everything. His right. skating stride was just wonky, right? right. To clean up his stride and to, like, add a bunch of yeah, speed to get that's... to HL level, that's a concern. That's tough to do. One last thing is I want to congratulate Rowan and Seeley on his entry-level deal, um, signing that with the Canes. Um, pretty How cool to see a seventh-rounder. Seventh-rounders get yeah. signed the next year. That never I happened know. almost. I know. Yeah, and he deserves it. Uh, he, he has a lot of NHL skill. I don't think he's going to be the flashiest player, but I think he's going to be an NHL player just because of how damn reliable he is. And how good of a right. skater he is. I think a skating. And they just love good. these guys in yeah. the seventh round, right? You got, they got another <laughs> one this year with uh, Joel Nystrom. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Yep. Not as good of a skater, but same exact thing. All right. Well, Matt has to take off. I have to head to work. Uh, Alex, if you have anything you want to add, I guess now's the time. It's a great time to be a Carolina Hurricanes fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll save that for Matt. But um, yeah, guys, I mean, things are ramping up. We got a real hockey in what, like a week? Uh, and actual games are going to start or a little bit over? Yeah, what's, about, what's opening night? About two weeks. Two weeks? Okay. I, wow. Opening night's normally like the first week of October and October starts tomorrow. Anyway, um, we got real hockey coming up very, very soon. Uh, three more preseason games. We get to watch some more prospect stuff. We get to see how... Drury, Reese, Suzuki, the rest of these guys, Selgren, uh, continue to adapt to, you know, more NHL talent laden rosters. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and another guy we didn't even really talk about, I guess I'll go ahead and mention him now just a bit, was Frederick Anderson made his NHL, or oh, his, man. made his yeah. Hurricanes debut the other night and was fantastic. Oh, um, he was phenomenal. Very, very good. And again, not facing the same quality as he will in a few weeks, but still a very, very promising start. He was very, very solid. Nothing he could have done on the one goal he allowed, I don't think. Um, but anyway, yeah, lots of fun stuff to watch over the next few weeks. Uh, be sure to check back here every single Friday. We will be dropping new stuff. And I will let Matthew Soma take it away. It's a great time to be a Carolina Hurricanes fan. <laughs> <laughs>